What is up, everybody? Welcome to the newest episode of the First Five Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Pennell, here at Element Health and Wellness in Uptown Dallas. Guys, I'm excited to bring you the newest episode here. Uh, I want to thank you all for your support so far. It's been fantastic. Please, if you've liked the first couple episodes, share it. All right, send it to a friend. Uh, share it to your social media story, whatever. But really, the biggest thing is jumping on Apple iTunes and writing a quick review. I, it takes a couple seconds. You're already on the podcast page. Just jump over there and, and give give the uh, an audience a little update. What'd you like about it? Something specific? Oh, I liked you know in episode three talking about you know picking up the phones, whatever it was. Make sure that you jump on and uh, and support as much as you can. That is all I really ask for, and I really really appreciate all that stuff. All right, as we jump into the newest podcast here, guys. I was playing around last night. I was about to post a podcast that I had recorded last week for that was supposed to be recorded or uh, um, uploaded. Sorry for Wednesday morning, and you know what? It just I wasn't proud of it. It uh, it it felt a little sloppy, a little run around, and I'm like, you know what? I, I already came to the conclusion that if this is not, it doesn't necessarily have to be perfect, but if it's not to the level that I want it for this newest podcast, we're just not going to do it. I don't care if it's a day late, a week late. Two weeks late, if we're not feeling it, the information's not right, we're, we're cutting it. So anyway, uh, didn't post it this morning, held off. Uh, I'm trying to keep it consistent, but you know, I want to bring you guys the right information and the powerful information, and if we're not, it's just not worth it to me. So today's podcast is really a follow-up from last week's podcast. Last week was pick up the phone and start dialing. I think that's a super important message, not only for physically picking up the phone and making the the tough calls, but also for doing those things that we're putting off in our own lives. It happens to each of us, uh, and it happens frequently. So it's a good reminder to uh, to just you know dive in and uh, and and do what you're supposed to get it done. So this week's podcast, like I said, is a follow up. So we're talking specifically now towards actually making a call. All right, cold calling is extremely extremely difficult because. It makes you nervous. You're not sure what the other person's going to say on the other line. The fear of rejection is huge, all right? It doesn't matter if you're asking a boy or girl out. It doesn't matter if you're trying to ask for referrals, uh, if you're just trying to introduce yourself, right? If it, the fear of somebody saying no or uh, not being interested, it bothers a lot of us. It doesn't bother everybody to the same level, but it definitely will get to you. And especially if you hear no and no and no, it's tough to gain the confidence that eventually there's going to be a yes. So I put together a little formula that I have found to help me, and I hope it helps you. This is mainly geared towards the chiropractic students and the new business professionals within the chiropractic field, but it really can help anyone. You just have to dial it into to your specific field. So we're going to break it down into three groups here, but the three groups that I have are making calls to physicians. That can be pain management, can be primary care physicians, can be orthopedic surgeons. Uh, the next group is calling attorneys uh, for personal injury cases. And then the last is more of like the personal trainer, physical therapist, uh, gym owner, things like that. Okay. And they go from, to, in my opinion, the most difficult to the least difficult. All right. So what do we do? How do we go about it? Um, I, I think it's 
obviously it's imperative to be prepared when you know before you even pick up the phone you need to know a few things if i'm going to look up primary care physicians one i prefer them to be closest to me i think it just makes the referrals that much easier oh you guys are right down the street perfect yeah you know we do have some low back pain patients that we'd like to send okay awesome but knowing what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, who you're looking to speak with is extremely important. So when I'm going to call this group, and let's just use primary care physicians as an example, all right? When I used to make these calls, I did it completely wrong. One, I didn't know what I was saying, didn't know what my value was, uh, but also I didn't know who to speak with. I would make these calls and I'd try to talk to the physician. Well, the front desk is always going to block them, and chances are, if it's a primary care physician, they are busy. They're probably not going to have you know the opportunity to sit down and talk, even if they wanted to. So keep that in mind. All right, you got to kind of tuck the ego back, and uh, you know maybe we're not aiming to speak to that physician the first time. You know we got to break through and uh, and and just start talking. Right, introduce yourself, find out more about the practice, and go from there. So number one, I, this is an obvious one. Uh, but you got to do it. You got to pick up the phone. Number one, pick up the phone, make the call, right? We touched on that last podcast, but you can't even get to the next steps if you're not willing to buckle down, commit, and make the call to begin with. So that is going to be my number one. Have the guts, pick up the phone, make the call. All right. Number two, you need to know why you're calling. If you're just calling because you want referrals or uh, you want to grow your name in the community, that's great, but there's no mutual value to that. So why am I calling? It may be because at the end of the day, I want referrals, but I actually, when I call primary care physicians now, I call them because one, a lot of our patients in the area, we we generally are treating a younger population right now, they don't have primary care physicians. A lot go to urgent care. Uh, They just don't, you know, people in that 20s, 30s, they're just not used to having a primary care like I believe you know our parents were. So I think there's a lot of value in having good primary care physicians local so that if a patient does have an issue, we can refer them over. Uh, you know, we can't prescribe medications and guess what? Sometimes patients need it. Now, I don't care what you think on the other end. Uh, as chiropractors, there's a lot that we think that we can handle and, and to some degree we can. There are a lot of uh, supplements and you know homeopathic ways to uh, to handle a lot of the issues that people have. There's no doubt, but there are instances where we need medications of some kind, or we need an opinion from a primary care. So I like to have those guys, you know, in my Rolodex. So that's really important to me. Number one, I want to have that type of referral partner available. Number two. I want to know that if my patient comes in and that, you know, Dr. Brown is this individual's primary care physician, I would like to be able to speak to Dr. Brown when my patient comes in and give him an update and say, hey, this is what's going on. I just wanted to keep you in the know. And if there's anything that you guys need on my end, please, uh, you know, please reach out. It's a great way to open lines of communication because most people are just flat out too lazy to do it. So you're already putting yourself ahead just by adding that type of value from a communication standpoint. And then guess what? The more that you're in their head, hey, I saw this person. Hey, this is going on. Hey, great job here. Uh, Hey, I'm going to refer you somebody uh, over to, to get checked out for whatever reason. The more that you're in that primary care 
physician's mind, right? Similar thing goes for ortho, similar thing goes for uh, pain management. Now, the difference in those types of physicians is that more often than not, we don't need primary care physicians as much. Like our referrals to them are not nearly as high as we're hoping for them to be to us. Now, sometimes, you know, you will refer out quite a bit for primary care, but a lot of times we're hoping to be those back pain experts for, uh, you know, their patients that come in and they write a script or they send a PT, like, why not us? Why not the chiropractors, especially the ones that know what they're doing and know how to communicate, treat their patients right. So I want to be that person. So number one, make the call, pick up the phone. Number two, know why you're calling. Okay. So we touched on, you know, the primary care physician side. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to keep running down the list instead of jumping over to attorneys and PT stuff. So let's continue on for physicians. All right. So make the call. Know why. Number three is going to be know who to speak to. As I mentioned, I used to try to speak to the actual primary care physician to start with and realize that that's not the the proper uh, you know proper channel to go through. It's just you're almost going to get shut down immediately. So I started finding out that instead of that individual, and obviously the receptionist at the front desk, I shouldn't say obviously, but typically that person does not know more in-depth information about the business itself. They know how to schedule patients. They know how to check insurance. They know how to take payments, but they don't know the physical business side. So I want to speak to their office manager or potentially someone in marketing, but at that point, people think that you're trying to sponsor something. So I found that office manager is a great tag. Um, it's a powerful tag, and typically the office manager, like primary care orthos, they have receptionists, but their office manager or assistant is personal to that physician um, or group of physicians. So that's the person to talk to, and I hope that I get referred over or um, you know transferred over to them so that I can can I can talk to them. All right. So that was number three. Know who you're supposed to speak to. That is very, very key, extremely, extremely important, all right? Number four is have confidence. So have confidence in what you bring to the table. So when I finally get a chance to speak to that office manager, what am I gonna say? Hi, I'm Dr. Pennell. Uh, I'm a chiropractor here in the Uptown Dallas area. You know, previously I was one of the team chiropractors for the St. Louis Blues, uh, a couple other college teams when I was in St. Louis, but recently moved to Dallas. Don't have a lot of primary care physicians uh, to refer with, but I'd love to introduce myself. We're close. Uh, you know, I have some patients that don't use primary care, and, you know, I'd love to open that line of communication. That's a very simple, easy way to go about it. Set it with confidence. Now, that confidence also comes from the knowledge that I've failed a bunch of times enough to figure out what I want to say. Also, the experience level. You know, when you're fresh out, you don't really know what you bring to the table, but you can also play to that. You can say, hey, I'm new to the area and I'm actually a newer chiropractor. I'm trying to grow because guess what? Although they may think you're green in regards to what you can offer the patients, um, they may want to build that relationship with you because guess what? You may be a referral source for that individual, that physician. So there's there's value in, in that side of stuff too, even if you are young. And honestly, guys, I get trying to make it sound like you have more experience than you do. I Trust me, I, I fully do understand that. Um, but at the same time, you can utilize where you are in your life as long as you play it correctly, as long as you ask for help. Hey, I'm trying to grow my practice. You know, I'd, I'd like to introduce myself 
uh, I'd like to help your patients in in these specific circumstances, it it can go a long way. It really can. Uh, Telling the truth, being honest about that stuff will will make a big difference. And you'll see as, as time goes. All right. So number one, make the call. Number two, know why you're calling. Number three, know who to speak with. Number four, speak with confidence. And number five, this is super, super key because I don't know how many times this has happened to me. When I speak, whether it's the front desk reception, the office manager, whoever, a lot of times they'll be like, oh, okay, you know, here, uh, for instance, if the receptionist is trying to transfer me over to office manager and the office manager isn't available, they'll say, yeah, leave a voicemail. Okay. Well, me leaving a voicemail is fine, but the chances of somebody calling me back, in my opinion, are pretty slim. So what do I want to do? I don't want to leave that up to chance for somebody else to take care of. So I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive and say, okay, that's perfect. By the way, is there an email that I can use to follow up with also or a direct line for future? I'll just want to make sure that you know I reach out on my end too. Oh yeah, uh, let me get you their email. Sometimes they won't give it to you and, and that's okay. But nine times out of 10, as long as they have access to the email, they'll give it to you. And then by the time you talk to the office manager, give them your spiel, um, you know, they may say, okay, why don't you send over some information? So do it that day. Don't wait a week to send them the info. If you can send it right away, good. Typically, I will, uh, I get too distracted by doing multiple things. So unless somebody's ready for that info right now, what I do is I finish my call list because I want to make sure that my calls uh, align with the times that the practice is open. And then when it's closed or I'm done making the calls, then I'll send out the follow-up emails to people. That way it's just kind of systematic and I'm not jumping around wasting time. All right. So there it is. That's the follow-up info. Okay. So those five things I personally feel like will make you that much more successful when you're calling. All right. Now quickly, let's run through it for attorneys. All right. Similar circumstance. Number one, what are you doing? You're making the call. You pick up the phone. Number two, know why you're calling. Well, instead of the situation with primary care physicians, well, attorneys, we're dealing with personal injury cases. So now I'm changing the conversation a little bit. Hey, I'm, I'm Dr. Pennell in, in uh, Uptown Dallas area. We deal with personal injury cases and I haven't had a chance to work with your law firm. I've heard great things. Love to introduce myself and see if we can work together in the future. Boom. All right. Awesome. Now, <clears throat> one thing with attorneys of course, they think they know everything, right? No no surprise there. But number two is they don't know what you bring to the table. They're used to certain physicians, you know, all these physicians and chiropractors think they know the right way. A lot of them, uh, a lot of them do not take the proper steps in order to really perfect patient care. A lot of them are based on numbers and things like that. I'm talking chiropractors, not even talking attorneys. When you get into the personal injury side, there is a bit of a game to it. I'm not trying to say that it's um, a shyster game by any means. I just, uh, what I mean by that is you have to understand that where the referral source comes from is really, really important to the referral process as things go. I'm going to do a whole podcast though on personal injury because there's a lot, a lot of valuable information we've learned that I can definitely pass along and I'll be happy to. But just to, to touch on that, personal injury can be done extremely well and it can be efficient and it can be um, an honorable source of income and you can help a lot of people. You just have to do it the right way and stand your ground, make sure that you're doing things ethically correct. All right. So know why you're calling them. 
what value do you bring to these attorneys? All right. Again, there's we'll touch more on this because there is a whole podcast for it. But you know, you're you're bringing the value that you're going to treat their patients well. You're going to communicate well. You're going to refer well and help their case. All right. Know who to speak with. Same instance. You want to speak with the office manager, not the attorney. The attorney is not going to be available unless by chance they are, which is great. But I wouldn't expect it. It ha- there have been some calls where I've made, and the attorney's jumped on. It's been awesome. But I'd, I'd rather leave that one to chance and, and try to speak with the office manager there too because those guys, typically the office managers are the ones that actually refer out the cases, not the attorneys. Uh, sometimes attorneys, but for bigger law firms, it's always the office manager, marketing guy, uh, paralegal, something along those lines. All right, Confidence. Again, number four, know what you're calling for, have the knowledge and the experience to speak up, speak proudly, speak strongly, and you're going to go places with that call. And then number five, follow-up info. Again, email, phone numbers. Uh, I always give out my personal cell because I want those guys to know that they have access to me. I'm going to help, and I'm going to bend over backwards to make sure that any referrals that they have or information that they need is dealt with as quickly as possible. All right? So I hope that part makes sense. Now the last one, PTs, personal trainers, physical therapists, gyms, whatever. Um, I put this as an easier one because really those guys are very similar to us, right? We're still, chiropractors are still in the medical field, right? Still physicians, all those things, but it's still a small business also. And you need, you know, person to person. And a lot of gyms will refer with chiropractors for patients and clients that are in pain. So, you know, I haven't done as much cold calling when it comes to these guys. I think a lot more happens, or at least it did in the past before the pandemic, where you could stop by, take a class, go take their class. That's the best way to meet a personal trainer. Go take their class, uh, you know, and do that. Honestly, I think reaching out via Instagram is a great way too. Almost all small businesses, especially personal trainers and physical therapists, people like that, they're all on Instagram. So shoot them a direct message and, again, add value. Know what you're going to say. Don't sound like an idiot, but bring bring a level of confidence that, hey, this is going to be a, a mutually beneficial relationship. So you know, make the call or, or send a message. Uh, know why you're reaching out to them again. And gyms may be different. You know, maybe you want to... Um, treat the personal trainers in order to give them an experience that maybe they'll refer their clients to you. That's at least how I would approach it. Um, Know who to speak with. Okay. Again, you want to try to speak with the head people within the group for gyms, personal trainers, things like that. But even when I say know who to speak with, it doesn't always have to be the head person. Go through your Rolodex. Who do you know? If, If I'm trying to reach out to, let's say Equinox, who do I know at Equinox? Oh, okay. I've got a friend that works there. Great. So I'm not going to try to message the GM. I'm going to go through the person that I know. All right. Same thing. Confidence, follow-up info, all that stuff is still applies. All right. So I hope that all of this makes sense as you're trying to figure it out and trying to piece the puzzle together of how to make some of these calls. Because I'm telling you, if you can get good at this stuff, now is the time, guys. Uh, it, you know, in the past, everyone talks about going and, and stopping by these offices and bringing coffee and all that. Guys, I don't know about you, but right now. I don't want people coming in and out of my office that I don't need to speak with on a daily basis. And honestly, it's a pain in the ass when people stop by randomly because then I got to drop what I'm doing to try to make time. And so imagine yourself in their shoes, right? It's the same thing. So I would rather call, try to set something up 
and then you can send follow-up letters you can send follow-up emails and once you've established some contact then maybe stop by and it'll make a lot more sense but take the proper steps you know um, because you want these relationships to last long term and I think that making these calls taking those five steps into consideration and nailing them to a T just continuing to tweak your process will get you really really far when it comes to being an expert in your field so guys i hope you enjoyed the newest episode of the first five podcast again if you liked it please leave us a review uh share it with your friends definitely jump on to instagram the first five i believe it's underscore spelled out the first five underscore again please follow us please share us um we're in that growth mode we really are so anything that you guys can do to help will you know It'll make a huge difference down the road. So thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed the newest episode of the First Five Podcast. We'll catch you all soon.